As you know, I often begin these podcast episodes with a confession. This one begins not so much with a confession, more of a statement of the obvious. Then I spend some time pondering the infinite nature of God. I talk about the reality of God's infinite nature when it confronts the real world. And then I take you to a hotel, a really big hotel, the biggest hotel. I mean, a hotel that okay, is... I do believe they've got it. Oh, okay. Well, all on the way to answering the question, can we go to infinity? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. So first, I begin with my obvious statement. I believe in God. Well, I should certainly hope so. Yeah, I guess that's kind of assumed. So I believe in God, and I'm guessing you probably do too since you're listening to this podcast. But if not, that's okay, because I figure your listening means you're curious about something, and that makes me excited to have you here. I don't just believe in God. I believe in a particular kind of God. I believe in a God that is loving, kind, generous. Matter of fact, I believe in a God who is infinitely loving, infinitely kind, and this won't surprise you, infinitely generous. I mean, God is by definition infinite. And if God is loving, which is, okay, not exactly accurate, so allow me to backtrack for a moment. I said God is loving, which is true, but the Bible actually goes a little bit further than that. 1 John chapter 4 actually says that God is love, which is bigger, much bigger than God is loving. God is loving is still a true statement, but God is love is so much bigger that it really has no bounds whatsoever, does it? So back to my premise about my belief in a God who is infinitely good, infinitely loving, infinitely generous, and so on. I really do believe that. Well, sort of. I really want to believe that. That's a better way of saying that. Allow me to explain. I think a momentary detour will help make the point I'm trying to make here. In the Episcopal Church, we have a service for people who are getting baptized. It's our service of initiation as a Christian. At one point, the minister asks the person who's getting baptized, or if it's a child getting baptized, they ask the parents of the child, will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? Now, that is from our baptismal service, but it's really not our words. Those are really concepts, ideas, mandates that we understand are given to us by Jesus from and through Scripture. As a Christian, I absolutely, absolutely believe in the reality that every single person on earth is a child of God, and therefore every single person I ever encounter has the God-given right to be treated, as our baptismal covenant says, with respect and dignity. But, but there is another awareness that troubles me. Belief without consistent action is, is hypocrisy. I can say I believe in the dignity of every person, but if I go through life treating some people as less valuable, less worthy, more worthy of judgment and contempt, then I really don't believe what I have said, do I? Now back to our question. So here's the problem for me. I believe in a God of infinite wisdom, a God of infinite love, a God of infinite compassion. 
I know at this point you're saying, I know, we got that. I would imagine that the vast majority of people who call themselves Christians would agree with those things. And yet here's the problem. The problem is the world in which we live. There is a point for every single person of faith in which your faith runs smack dab into the reality of the world in which you live. Every once in a while, I encounter the picture of Ruby Bridges. And if you don't recognize the name, you've probably almost certainly seen the gut-wrenching photo of her on the steps of a school she was integrating. She was six years old. Her parents believed in a world where every single person should be entitled to respect and dignity we've been talking about. They believed in a world in which every single person should be understood as being a beautiful, wonderful child of God. I tell this story because there were those in the world of Ruby Bridges, and unfortunately still similar people today, who hear the words of Jesus preached and say, yes, but. And there is frequently a pullback from the faith taught by Jesus for some people of faith. Nope. That's not fair, because I think actually all of us, all of us who are people of faith, do this to some degree at some time. Maybe sometimes not as blatantly as in the Ruby Bridges story, where there are people of faith who are standing out screaming obscenities with her, spitting on her as she's trying to get into school. You see, we believe in our faith, in the equality of all people, until it requires change for, well, for my children or me. We believe in the dignity of the poor. As long as I don't have to see them in my life, we believe in refugees being taken care of. As long as they seek refuge someplace else and don't enter my world, we believe in all those wonderful things that Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount until they impinge on our daily lives. And then, and then, well, let's be honest, we find ourselves all too frequently dismissing them as not being practical, and therefore getting trumped by the real-world reality that we have to live in day in and day out. Because real-world reality, and I've heard this one a lot when I was in active ministry, real-world reality always wins. Or does it? So allow me to share something I came across recently. It's the type of thinking that fascinates me and may seem rather randomly non-sequitur for you at first, but bear with me. I promise this is related. There is a thought experiment within mathematics known as Hilbert's Hotel. Yeah, a hotel just like a place where you would stay for the night. This was first presented at a lecture in 1924 by a guy named David. Want to guess his last name? Very good. Hilbert. Hilbert proposed the idea of a hotel And on this particular day that he's describing, the hotel was fully booked. If some new guests showed up, well, they're out of luck because the hotel is full, except, except there's something special about Hilbert's hotel. The number of rooms in this thought experiment hotel, the number of rooms is infinite. So on the day in question, where the infant rooms are filled with an infinite number of guests, another guest arrives and wants to move in. In Hilbert's hotel, you can just move every single person one room up. So you take the person in room one, move them to room two. Take the person in room two, move them to room three. All the way up through the entire hotel, and now you have space for one more person. So a hotel that was full actually had space. Now imagine 
the infinitely full hotel and you need to vacate the people in the odd rooms for whatever reason. So you can do maintenance on those rooms tomorrow. So the number of total rooms is infinite, but the subset of odd rooms, well, that's infinite as well. So the math would be described like this, total number of rooms minus odd rooms equals obviously the even rooms. And in this case, we can simply write it using the infinity sign, you know, that figure eight on its side. And it would be written like this, infinity minus infinity is infinity. Okay, wait, this gets even stranger. Imagine that we want to clear out all the rooms except the first 30 rooms. So we ask everyone in room 31 and beyond to vacate. Now we have another math problem that looks exactly like the previous one when we write it down. It again can be written as infinity minus infinity, but this time the answer is 30. Now, the problem for us is that we took math in school and x minus x equals zero, always. Doesn't matter if the number represented by x is 135 or 39 to the 217th power. That's the way things work in the real world. The rules of the real world always win out. Except when we encounter the infinite. We don't even need to be a genius in mathematics to both understand the mathematics behind Hilbert's Hotel and to realize that normal mathematics have broken down. You shouldn't be able to have two math problems that are both written as infinity minus infinity and have them equal two different things. And yet, we just did. The answers weren't even close. One answer was infinity and the other answer was 30. So why exactly are we going through this lesson in mathematics? Because the vast majority of us live in a world in which we talk about God. We even talk about an infinite God. But when that infinite God begins to enter into the equations of our real lives, we are very quick to say, well, the ways of God fall apart in the real world. Rather than pondering that the ways of our finite world, well, those ways may break down when we encounter the infinite nature of God. And perhaps, just perhaps, it's not God's ways that need to change. That's all for today. Be sure to check and see if you subscribe to this podcast so you get notified of future episodes. Also, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for SkyPilot Faith Quest. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you, especially if it's to infinity and beyond. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions. <laughs>